Well, I have to say that when you invited me to come on to the podcast for my birthday, I was very excited, and you can't imagine how hard it was to contain that excitement for the additional uh, four months that followed after my birthday. <laughs> Listen, there's... um. I tried to, actually, pretty much every guest I'm going to have on here for, I don't know, probably the next, like, five or six, I'm probably going to have to explain to them, like, the delays that I had in this podcast. Um, Smitty told me best. What do you say? I wanted it to be, like, so elaborate and great. You know, I wanted it, like, a TV there, you know, Joey sitting there, like a nice table. Like I got this table here, and and then this one right here. That's kind of whatever. Um, but like I wanted a long table. So if I wanted like instead of just one guest besides myself, I could have like two or three. And then you know I wanted like a camera set up and everything. And I bought all that. Not that I didn't buy the nice table, but. Um, You'll get there. Yeah. You'll get there. It takes time. Like, yeah. This well, is early. Smitty told me best. He was like, hey, man, listen, you got to do it organically. Like, I know right. it's yours. And then at first I was like, I said to myself, man, Smitty, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. It's my show. And then I really thought about it, and I was like, you know, I could do everything like this, but I don't know what this is going to become. So, um, you know, I, I really, like, I started thinking about what he said, like, do it organically. I know there are going to be growing pains just like this. Kind of like, you know, him. The, the main growing pain is the logistics of it. You know, like do test runs, like how long are the test runs going to be? And to be honest with you, everything really went smoothly once we started doing it because I bought this stuff like, I don't know, like seven months ago. And um, I'm a f- firm believer in like, when stuff happens, it's supposed to happen when it happens. You know, if you rush something and want it, it's not going to work out. You know, like um, when you when you get your college degree, it might take you four years. It might take you five years. But whenever you get your degree, you were supposed to get your degree at that time. You know what I mean? I wasn't supposed to start it on your birthday or a couple weeks after. I was supposed to start it now. Oh, for sure. Yeah, just get with the flow, man. You're figuring it out. And um, I think the... Big thing I might say is um, just have fun, obviously, mm-hmm. and you know, like enjoy it because it. I mean, I think this is a lot of fun. We're just mm-hmm. getting started, of course, but um, it's something I've always thought about doing. I know you've thought about it even more than me, so uh, it's just cool that we're even doing this in the first place. Yeah, um, I think w- one of my biggest issues is like talking away, like talking into the mic, because I'll find myself like leaning back, you know. Um, and also another thing is <laughs> I listened to the first one me and Smitty had, and um, I really honed in on listening to me saying like, um, uh, you know, and so. I believe that's all those words. Now, I'm not going to try to be like some perfect public speaker, but I am going to try to like, you know, like – shy away from saying those words so much but they're just natural words that everybody pretty much millennials always say right and even people like bill maher john stewart you know like the pros they kind of had like phrases that they repeated it's like a setup for jokes you know it's just we we talk we are who we are Mm -hmm. yeah i'm not gonna try to be like elaborate like i have absolutely nothing to lose with this you know and i don't say that like being cocky i say that very humble because like I have no clue what this is going to be, you know. If I get, like, if I get 12 people listening, I'll be satisfied. More the merrier, but I'm I'm doing this because it's like a hobby. Now, if I can build something off of it and get, like, I don't want to say big-time guests, but I, I do have a list, like a wish list of all the guests I could have, and if I could get that, that would be cool. But that's, like, so far away because... Like, look at YouTubers. Mm-hmm. No, like, rarely ever do you see a YouTuber, and I, I don't watch the YouTubers like that. I will watch, um, I watch, like, Breaking Points, Kyle Kalinske, Jimmy Dore, 
little bit of Ben Shapiro, all that stuff. Like uh, Graham Stephan, I watch him for finance. Um, I watch a lot of Steve Harvey videos, but he's not a YouTuber. Um, but you look at like these YouTubers like our age. They didn't just start a YouTube page, get one video and go viral. They had a bunch of shit that sucked and was cringeworthy. And now that they're big time, they make fun of it. You know what I'm saying? So I agree 100%. And um, I mean, you also saw a lot of YouTubers kind of like change who they are as they went, you know, like, like Rhett and Link. Um, I mean, shoot, like they've always kind of been like goofy people, but you know, like um, they, they've, they figured out like what their audience likes. They figured out um, what gets them views and uh, mm-hmm. just general interest. So, um, and I don't think it will be any different in that respect. Like you'll, you'll find what works for you. Yeah. I think that's also, that's just in life in general you have to evolve with the times. You know, um, Muhammad Ali has a quote. He's like, if you have the same views you had 30 years ago, you just wasted 30 years of your life. You know, um, you just have to evolve with the times. Like, what was cool 10 years ago? Well, I can say this, like, Star Wars wasn't as cool, like, maybe 10 years ago it was, but, like, Star Wars made a comeback when Disney acquired it, so, like, it was seen as, like, a nerd thing, then Disney buys it, and it's, like, totally in the mainstream. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, a trend. A trend, yeah, I'm not a trendy person, you know no. that. Oh, no, I, like, I always, I always have to ask someone, like, hey, man, what's up with this trend, what's going on, um, like, Twitter, when it became big. Every social media, I got it. I was one of, like, the last of my peers to get it, you know, like MySpace. In seventh grade, everybody had it, and then I didn't have it till like, the middle of the year. Um, Facebook. I thought MySpace was still cool in 2010. I shouldn't admit that, like, you know, over the airwaves. But We're, like, in this day and age, like, if you're still watching, like, regular cable, like as a you know, like yeah. a younger person, like people our age, like if you're actually like using regular there, cable, like you're kind of in the past there's compared perfect, to most. There's a perfect example. You have all these like um, media conglomerate companies like NBC. They have Peacock. CBS has Paramount Plus. That like back in the day, it was CBS, ABC, um, NBC, Fox. They've all the cable television was everything, you know. But now, see, I just said, you know, but now everything's streaming, everything's online. Netflix has changed the game. So there's Peacock, there's Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, ESPN, Hulu, Netflix. They're changing with the times, like the YouTubers. So I'm just going to change with the times, hopefully. If I don't, I'll get left behind and I'll suck. Hey, you're not going to suck, man. I said you're going to keep going with the flow. I got your uncle on. What? When? I don't know. I have to uh, message him according Michael to Michael Steve, right? Yeah, according to Ben, all I have to do is message him. I'm going to do that tonight. Um, who else? Interesting dude. I mean, obviously, like involved in local politics, like the like the city council. Yeah, I I, I want to talk to him about like Georgetown and stuff. He's also just like a cool dude outside of that. Like, he's ran a lot of different like half marathons. Uh, like mm-hmm. done a lot of like um, home gardening. Like understands like veganism. Yeah, you know I mean. Yeah. If you're into that kind of thing. Um, everybody gives vegans a really hard time. I think because they try to push the issue. But um, I saw I heard one time that obviously, like the hardcore vegans, they're trying to get you to not eat meat. But I think the overall, I heard one time, maybe it was a video or an article, they're not trying to exactly get you to quit eating meat. They just don't want you to eat as much red meat. Like, have chicken, you know, because we consume a lot of red meat. And I tried, I'm not saying I tried to become a vegan by no means, but I wanted to try like a week without meat. It was difficult. Like, I, I give them a lot of credit because meat's great. Ooh, that it, didn't say, that did, that's, that's not going to sound good. Oh, no. That's no, going to no, be like no, a little no. clip. No, it, it's fine. Everyone knows what you meant. We're talking about like like butcher meat, not like the other kind of meat. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have heard people say that about the chickens. And the one thing I never really understood with that is 
you kill one cow and one person could survive like an entire year off a cow if they oh, like easily. if they did it the right way. Yeah. I guess I I really don't know. I've never done it, mm-hmm. but I will say this: you'd have to kill a lot of chickens. Oh, that's yeah. a lot more death if you're worried about animal death. Like mm-hmm. you're killing a lot more chickens in comparison to killing one cow. Mm-hmm. We're like we live in a place that has deer all over the place, mm-hmm. and I mean I'm not. I'm hypocritical on this one because I don't hunt, but I don't understand why more people around here don't get back into hunting. I mean, I still know that a lot of people do, but there's also a lot of people that don't. I don't know why they don't. I mean, I, I really don't do it. I just do it for, like, the thrill of it, like, the the camaraderie. Um, like, we, you know, my mom, my brother, my uncle, my cousin, we um, we all try to, like, have that week off gun season you know now um uh, some of them are like in, more into bow hunting because i i guess that's more of a challenge or something like that um i like to gun hunt um, but yeah i i don't really do hunting for the meat but deer is very good very good so i like it um yeah and um my other problem with like the whole vegan argument is always just kind of been that i don't buy that like we're going to end climate change by everyone switching to um eating the plant-based diets because there's plenty that they're not talking about and um i mean like avocados an avocado tree you grow it and water it for years before you ever get a single avocado from it and if you're an ohio vegan and you depend on the avocado for like the good fat so they say that's being shipped from a place like California, a place with a warm climate that can actually grow it in the first place. And we know California already has issues with, you know, having enough water for its citizens. So yeah. that doesn't sound green to me. Two things to respond to that. Um, I believe it takes one whole year to grow a pineapple. Fun fact. I would believe it. Yeah. Um, two, have you ever seen that video of that kid opening presents? And he's like, oh, it's an avocado. Thanks. A, a perennial classic around Christmas time, I would say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it was great. He great just, clip. It's like, oh, it's an avocado. Thanks. Love that video. I, I crack up every time. That's great. Right. And But the sad thing is probably so many kids were given avocados for Christmas after that video. Just people were trying to imitate it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the purpose of the video was for I I'm pretty positive like they did that so if he got the same present twice he wouldn't make a remark he would just say thank you like he wouldn't be like I already have this gift so I think that's it I don't I, I never like to give a definitive answer unless I absolutely know it if I think something then like, I know two plus two is four. But. I also don't think that's such a bad gift, though. I mean, I'll give my nephews and nieces things like homemade pickles, like, you know, or, like, candy. Like, really good, like, homemade, like, a Mennonite store candy. Yeah. I mean, I, why not? Like, we like snacks. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> that seems like a good enough gift for me. Give me snacks and candy for my birthday anytime you want. Do you put avocado on your toast? I don't care for avocado. I don't like the texture. I don't think, like, taste-wise, it's just not bringing anything to the table for me. So, is guacamole, is that what, like, just mashed up avocados or something like that? Yeah, it also has, like, um, lime juice, cilantro, I want to say onion. I mean, it's it's really easy to make. You go to some Mexican restaurants, and they make it right at the table in front of you. And um, I think I have made it before, actually. It's nothing real complex, but um, I do like some guacamoles, especially with... Um, really good uh, house-made tortilla chips, but, yeah, I'm just not an avocado person. Yeah. Um, I don't really like them. I mean, I, I'll eat them, but they won't be, my like, my first thing to eat. Actually, hold on. Just mushy. My mom makes, like, this, um, what do you call it when you, like, um, like, you make a whole bunch of everything in, like, one pot. It's like, um. Casserole? It's like cas. It's like a breakfast casserole, but it's not together. It's like scrambled casserole in a way. 
I know what you mean, but I can't find the word. Um, is it like hash or something like that? What's hash? I, I, I yeah, I think that is a thing. Yeah, but um, it's like, uh, I think they, hash is in the name. It's like spinach, spinach or kale. Or um, like quiche? Yeah, eggs, sausage, um, little diced up uh, pieces of um, sweet potato. And then I think they might put avocado in there too just to kind of give it a little flavor, but it's really good. I remember uh, Hospitality Sundays at St. George. You remember those? Like like one Sunday a month there'd be like a breakfast after Mass. Shouldn't a church always have hospitality? You know what? We're not even going to get into that. But but I remember they used to serve a dish that was similar to what you just described. Yeah. It's kind of like stir-fry, but I guess with more in it. You know, cause isn't stir fry just like um, um, sausage or breakfast stir fry? Isn't it just like sausage, onions, and peppers or something like that? I guess I don't. Whatever. I mean, everything isn't the same. There's really only so many ways that you can cook something. You know what I mean? Yeah, there are. And um, I love cooking that way because so, I don't like doing a lot of dishes. I just like like I have a big uh, deep like a copper frying pan, and I'll just, you know, chunk up meat, cut it into dices with the, the vegetables, the potatoes, like everything else, and just try to cook it all in that one that one deep pan because I only have to clean that one thing. The I'm mo- lazy. The most underrated vegetable? Parsnip. Bro, give it, put it right there. I'm t- like, if more people knew what parsnips were and how to cook them, I'm not saying that people don't. But parsnip, no. just imagine a white carrot. That's it. That's what I see it as. Right, and like there a are fat, a lot of a fatter white, sh- like a fatter, a more girth, shorter carrot. Absolutely, and like the carrots that we're used to, like you know, they're usually on salads, right? Or I'm like, we or like, we boil them. No, but um, do you cut them into like chips, like this, or do you kind of like cut them like you would cut a carrot? I almost kind of like cut them how I would a potato. Like just kind of well, peel well, it and cut it. You in. know how you can cut potatoes like into chips or you can like cut them into fries? Yeah. Which one do you do? Like does oh, the parsnip look like a fry or does it look like a chip? Home fries. I cut them into squares. Okay. Cool. I feel like in the air fryer, that's just the way that they like oh. cook most consistently. Do you like spray anything on them? Like olive oil or like? Just that little bit of like the avocado oil. Oh, so you do use avocados. Just their for, oil. for that, but only yeah. when I use the air fryer, and I really don't use it that much. I tried um, avocado mayonnaise one time. Oh, I like it. I do like do avocado. You? Yeah. Um, but like the parsnips. Well, it was Miracle Whip. Sorry. Oh, no, right. it's okay. This is cool because I planted some parsnips last year that didn't take, and they kind of just sat dormant, I guess. But anyway, at some point they germinated, and Ben and I, my brother Ben, he was walking through the garden with me, and uh it's all these big parsnips that like overwintered, and um, he did, he'd never really seen a parsnip before. And I pulled it out of the ground and had him smell it, and just so aromatic, um, just delicious, kind of like sweet, like uh, parsnips, and they're cheap at at Kroger. They're so cheap. So, besides like the basic vegetables, when, when you garden, like corn, green beans, potatoes, when you garden those, they usually come up fine. But are there some like how you said parsnips didn't do well the first year because we've had like when I lived with mom there were like every year it seemed like we would try something new and sometimes it would work sometimes it wouldn't but the second year we did it it would work out pretty good there's a lot that's going to come into play with that like with parsnips the problem that I probably ran into is that we're in Ohio with this kind of like heavy clay soil and uh, parsnips, they went well-drained soil. They kind of went sandy soil. So um, I do want to try them in raised beds at some point and um, actually go to, like, the landscape mm-hmm. supply center, get some sand, like, make my own soil that's more conditioned for the part because I love parsnips. But, yeah, I mean, the big thing is obviously climate and uh, soil type. Have you already planted your garden yet? Or, like, done, you know, work the ground, anything like that yet? Well, the big garden, not yet, but I have a few raised beds, and I've had stuff planted in the raised beds since the end of February. So I have peas that I'll be picking soon. I picked a couple of radishes today. 
I don't think we've ever uh, grew peas. And uh, my uncle's hoop beds. We uh, definitely have some uh, cabbage and spinach, a few other things, some peppers um, all started. So when the ground is ready, like the plants will be ready. Yeah. Cabbage is good, like fried cabbage. Oh, I love it. Oh, and um, I grew a zucchini, but I, I bought this terrible kind. It just tastes awful. But what I do is just kind of get the potato peeler and slice it real thin, and I just throw it in with my boiled cabbage and, like, cut it in with that. And uh, it's it's better that way. What? Can't you zucchinis be used for something else, like an, like a synthetic something else? Forget what. Change the subject. Why? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, 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 no. I don't mean like that. Like, um, I, I remember when I was on my Brazen. dog. <laughs> um, like when I said I love meat. Um, but um, I remember when I was like on a low carb diet. My mom made like zucchini, and she replaced it with something. I understand what you mean now. Yeah, like you go to places like Noodles and Company, and like they'll do with the um. Oh, the, the zucchini pasta. They'll do like zucchini yeah, I, I uh, think that's what pizza it was. crust. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Um, yeah, but I mean, like the zucchini pasta, it's nothing like pasta. Other, I mean, it's the same shape, kind of. Yeah, but it, it it's it's nothing like pasta. Um, the zucchini crust is okay depending on where you go, but it it's never going to compare to like if you're someone like me that loves like a good whole wheat crust, like a handmade whole wheat crust. It's just never going to compare. You ever make zucchini bread? No, but if you're listening to this and you know how to make zucchini bread, I'm going to be sitting on way too much zucchini, and I will give you just <sighs> pounds and pounds of zucchini if you give me like even a single loaf of zucchini bread. Oh yeah, zucchini. I'm not going to use it. Zucchini bread's good. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's great. Um, what else? Pumpkin bread too. Pumpkin bread's good. I grew that blue squash last year, which, um, of course, led to my most uh, famous Instagram post of all time. I think I got sixty likes, which Ooh. is a that's a, that's a lot for a fellow it, like it, me. It, is that the one where you uh, showed him the ribbon? And said the haters are going to say it's fake, right? Is that it, or was that a different one? No, no, that's the post. Yeah, and um, and actually, it. I took a picture of me holding that squash with a ribbon on it and put it on my tender and said um, award-winning squash farmer, and that was the most matches I ever got. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, they, 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 people thought it was hilarious. Women thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And, like, yeah, so many comments on that Instagram post about it, and that was a lot of fun. But anyway, like, that blue squash was so good. It almost tastes like a sweet potato. Yeah. I don't think the uh, photographer got the credit for that one. Well, you know what, Jake? You should have had me on your podcast sooner. That's true. True. I could make another point, but we need to move on because we've talked about gardening for way too long. And I know you love gardening. I know you do. But You're there's like nothing the to talk about this time of year, though, either. We'll talk about it more when there's actually more stuff going on. Yeah, it's kind of like um, it's like a, a sports season. You know, it's kind of it's exciting in the beginning, but after, like, the first time – it's not really that fun until the middle or the end. Right. And if you are listening to your home gardener, just yeah, go ahead and get those seeds. So go ahead and get started. Um, but what do you want you what do you want to transition to? Um, you know, how how you said if you're listening at home and that line you just said, um what was it? On B one oh five every Saturday. I don't know if they still do it, but they used to do a, a show from like 6 to 9 a.m. in and around the house with Tony and Ernie. And they sounded just like what you said. But um, what about those fights? I didn't watch any of them. But I told you, I told you, Rose, I told you she was going to blow it. And and it wasn't like a big, like, uh, upset, you know, like, um, what was she, like, like a 160 underdog maybe. So it's not like you would have won a lot of money anyway. But I was right. I was switching back from, like, that. To Canelo. Everyone was saying that fight was worse than uh, oh, Adesanya it, Romero. It, it was terrible. Yeah, it, it, was, it was terrible. Um, like, just, do you have the ESPN app? I don't know. I need wow. to get it. Yeah, you I'm going to get it soon. Um, yeah, they show all the stats, like uh, significant strikes, total strikes, strikes landed, 
uh, takedowns, knockdowns, submission attempts, control, leg kicks, head kicks, or, or like um, leg kicks, hits to the head, um, hits to the body, and the numbers for both of them were so astronomically low. That's my new word, astronomically. I say it a lot. I say it way too much, but they were pretty low. But I think one of them only landed 34 strikes of something. Right. In the, in, in the one, whole, that's 25 minutes. Yep. And one's a striker, one's a grappler, and uh, neither one wants to engage with the other. Neither one of them yeah. wants to get caught outside their comfort zone. Yeah, th- th- they respect him too much. But that's why I thought Esparza was going to win because she's she's a better striker than what Rose is. I mean, Rose is like a good defensive grappler, and she's tough. You know, she's, I'm not saying like she isn't good because obviously she, you know, she was a very, uh, she's won a lot of big fights, but. Um, Esparza definitely has the advantage on the ground, and that's why I liked her in that fight. But, of course, it, I knew it went to decisions so that this is all kind of moot. But I also saw those memes of uh, of uh, poor Ferguson. Oh, I feel bad for Tony him. Ferguson. He, he looked really good. Um, he didn't, like, look, you know, excellent, but he looked pretty good in that first round. Um, he tagged him a couple times, had him, like, didn't exactly wobble him, but... Um, he looked pretty good. I kind of felt bad for Chandler because I thought Tony was going to be back on his feet and everything. But and I don't know if they even touched each other. Um, I think that might have been the first because it, it happened like within the first fifteen seconds of, of the second round. Yeah, I mean he just they were kind of like dancing around and then pop, you know. Yeah, I mean Chandler's tough. Oh, he is. He's um. Now, when we watched him fight Gaethje, I was kind of, I was like, now, you and I were, I would consider us, like, a step above casuals. Well, that time, definitely, because I was living with Joe, who had ESPN+, and uh, really wasn't working that much because of COVID. And so, there for a long time, like, yeah, I I didn't miss a fight night. Yeah. Um, But uh, I felt like Michael... When he fought Gaethje, I don't know if it was just respect or he just didn't know how bad he had him hurt. There were multiple times in that fight where he could have easily just, like, ended it. Right. But it, just step in, you know. He had him wobbled, step in, bop, 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 it'd be over. But didn't happen. Yeah, I don't know if that was a respect thing or he just didn't, you know, he didn't sense blood yet or what. But Who knows? But um, Chuck's the man. I mean, he's the he's the best in the division. I feel like the only like interesting fight to make right now is with uh, Islam Makachev. What about Dariush? Fair enough, yeah, fair enough. That'd be a good fight. I, I don't want to see Conor McGregor. Of course, that's well, what everyone's going to be saying. I mean, you can kind of see the writing on the wall. There's a vacant title. Supposedly, Islam said, or like, when Dariush stepped out, or he, he, you know, called off because of an injury, and then he fought Bobby Green. And then RDA's opponent stepped out, and they offered it to Islam. Islam, for some reason, didn't take it. And supposedly, what I heard was Dana was like, okay, well, you're not getting a title shot now. Um, so have those two. Bring Connor. like, imagine the money that will be made for a vacant. You bring Connor back versus Oliveira. So, uh, I agree. That would be exciting. I uh, I would. agree. It, but it's one of the, it, I think it's going to be, it's just like every other fight with Oliveira. Well, I don't want to see the Oliveira Makachev fight happen too late. Like, Oliveira's right there, like at the prime, prime. So, that, that's why I want to see him just like a hungry up and comer. What do you think would happen if Khabib got back in there? I mean,. A lot of people said, and this was years ago, that Oliveira was the best shot at beating Khabib. And I don't think that he would, but a lot of people did say that just because of his jiu-jitsu style. Yeah. And also just like a linky guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Really lengthy. Right. Um, might have a, and might the, ha- I, I think that, that kind of attributes to his like struggle of getting in. Stronger than what people give him credit for. I think that's his uh, one of his... Sh- issues of struggling with getting weight is just simply like he's so I don't want to say he's too big but just seems like he's he doesn't 
look like he would be in 150. He looks like a original 170. I agree. Yeah. So, but um, he, man, it's like, it's just so mind-boggling how quick he is on the ground. You know, and Gaethje, Gaethje knew what was up because he knocked him down twice. And he, te- he like, knocked him down pretty much instantly. I'd say probably within the first 30 seconds, he just knocked him down. And then he fell, and he kind of knew, like, he had his feet up in the air, and Gaethje was just like, nah, get up. But the, the second time, Gaethje tagged him, and it was really funny because Charles, it was like a delayed knockdown. And so Gaethje hit him, and then Charles was kind of like this, and his legs were wobbling. But he lifts one leg up to kick him, and he has no weight on the other legs because his legs aren't under him, and he just falls down. And you kind of see him go like, oh, shit. And he fell down. Justin's just like, all right, get up. So, but uh, then ju- um, what happened? Huh. I, th- I think, oh, I think uh, Charles Oliveira like went after him, and then he got on. He was on his back, um, like in full guard, and then somehow they got up, and then they started swinging. And I mean, Justin Gaethje was literally swinging for the fence. Right. I mean, there was one time he swung so hard he fell down. Like remember when Ronda fell down right before she got knocked out by Holly Holm? Yep. And like you know she swung and like fell on her knee. Yep. He kind of fell like that. Like he was. I mean, he was putting a lot of power into a swing. And um, then Charles tagged him, and he fell down. And what happened? Charles got on his back, and then he tried to do a rear naked choke. And then Justin Gaethje, like, controlled his arm or something like that. I don't remember exactly how it is. Somewhere on Twitter, I I found, like, the whole video of it. Usually, that's what pisses me off about Twitter. They only show the knockout. I love the the moments leading up to the knockout or leading up to the submission. I love that. Um, but uh, so he like controlled the arm and then somehow Oliveira kind of like turned sideways and he was going to like do a, uh, that, you know, arm bar. Um, he was going to do an arm bar and then Justin like kind of turned a little bit and then he did like a, it was like a, a, a weird triangle choke um, with his legs or some shit. I don't know. Like like I said, I'm a little bit above a casual. That's why I would consider myself. Some MMA guru would come on here and be like, you don't know shit. And I'm like, you're right. Um, but then he like tried to get him in the, tried to get him in like a triangle choke or something like that. And then Justin Gaethje like slipped out of it. And then just like that, they like rolled over and, Charles was, like, on top of him again, and he got him in a rear naked choke, and you could just see, like, Gagey, like, phasing out. And then for, like, a split second, Charles Oliveira, like, let go and then, like, repositioned his hand, and he just got him there. And Justin, like, I think Justin tapped and then passed out. So, but he knew. Charles Oliveira knew. He's like, of course. Yeah, I'm the champ. But I, I feel for Gagey. I, he's kind of Gagey needs to make a heel turn. He does. He he does because you know he's like a people's champ already, <laughs> and he did win an interim title, and that's something. But he's like a people's champ. Everyone always wants him to win whenever he has a fight scheduled, and like yeah, he needs to make a heel turn. He needs people to hate him. Yeah. Um. I, he he kind of reminds me like just his story, like his journey, kind of reminds me of like. Uh, Dustin Poirier, um, or as some people call him, Poirier. Um, Is he retired? I think he wants to move up to 170, which... If he fought Colby, that would be fun. You think so? I think so. I've told you this before. I saw a picture of Dustin and Jorge next to each other, and Jorge just like... I mean, the the size difference between the two is crazy. How bigger Jorge is, and look what Colby did to Jorge. True, but you do know that you know Jorge used to fight at one fifty five as well. He got bigger. 
Rumble Johnson used to fight at 170. Exactly. Like, if if Dustin wants to do it, he'll put on the weight and do it. He'll do it the right way. Yeah. Kind of like um, Aldo, like, went down to Bantamweight to, to act, you know. Right. Not, he didn't cut weight. He just lost it. Exactly. So, what else? Who else is going to – what else is a good story? I don't know. Like, do we want to get on anything, like, more, like, real or – um. Or like anything in the news, or do we just like? No, wanna... no, no, I'm talking. I'm still talking about MMA. Oh, MMA. Well, yeah. there's. I remember a couple of weeks ago they were starting to like whisper about John Jones and Stipe. Oh, did you hear that they? Um, how Dana might have leaked the. He took a picture. There was a picture of him standing, and then, um, like behind him, there was like a list of all these fights and the certain dates, and it said John Jones, Stipe, Stipe M. I did not see that. Yeah, and then he he talked about it at his press conference. He's like, it might be on on the board, but it's not going to happen. No, Stipe and John, it's not going to happen. That's the fight to make. It is. It really is. Um, for for a vacant title. What do you think about uh, Francis and Ganu talking to Tyson Fury? You know what's um, I can't remember which Joe Rogan it was, but it came out recently. But they were talking about like a boxing. Pr- it was with BJ Penn, I think. Okay. Talking about uh, boxing promotions and how um, some of these guys are still waiting to get their money. I don't know if, like, one of the Paul brothers was one of them, but, yeah, like, a lot of these, like, you know, because Francis, he he talks about wanting to switch to boxing. Um, other MMA fighters have as well, and, you know, it's like BJ Penn said, UFC pays you every time. Supposedly... Dana explained why uh, Logan Paul hasn't got paid from Floyd. He, like Floyd owes him like fourteen million, um, but Dana said that those exhibition fights they're not regulated, right? And if they're not regulated, it has nothing to do with the athletic commission. So, if it has to do with the athletic commission, that's you are guaranteed to get paid a certain amount. You know, and they said the best athletic commissions to work with are Nevada and um, California. Interesting, but either way, um, I mean, the Gypsy King would walk right through Ngannou. It, it doesn't interest me at all. What, what so much faster. Me, what intrigues me is Francis is listed at 6'4". He seems like he would be taller than that. Well, if you s- just type in Francis and Ganu Tyson Fury on YouTube, it'll show a clip of them talking in the ring. They're literally eye level. Tyson Fury may be one inch taller than him. I don't know what's up with it. And Tyson Fury's listed at six nine. Yeah, I think that's probably like. If I see a dude that's like six eight or six seven, <laughs> no, that's they topple me. It must have been like a camera angle thing. It, it, it had to have been. Right, yeah. So much longer, so much faster, better footwork. He's kind of clumsy, though, in in a in a weird way. Who's that? Tyson. I, I guess. I, I haven't watched I mean, enough of his fights. Yeah. I, I just love the personality he has, the confidence. For sure. Yeah. Um, he's a good dude. Yeah, I mean, Very I almost good. think that... Um, Deontay Wilder versus Francis Ngannou would be more fun. Of course, he's not champ, so you wouldn't have like that champ on champ thing. No, but he used to be champ. They would both make a lot of money, and that would bring in a lot of pay per view buys. Right, and they fight more similarly, just like that that one punch power. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyson Fury always said he has um, him or uh, Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, and um, who's the guy he beat. Like that kind of like sent him to superstardom, um, Vladimir, um, whatever, the guy from like Ukraine or something like that. Um, when he beat him, they said he only has like two two moves, you know, and he said that about Deontay Wilder, and it was true. Like he just the the first fight he outboxed him. The only reason why it was a draw was because of the knockdown. Late in the twelfth round, which that was a long count. It was a long count. Yes. Okay, but th- you can't blame that on Tyson. 
that was just uh, no, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah that, absolutely that was just not. Negligence by the ref, right? Um, but uh, yeah, um, I, I don't know. Canelo lost though. That was uh, you know. I saw some people saying online that it actually wasn't as surprising as it's being made out to be. I watched like bits and parts of it. Because he went vegan. <laughs> Did he really? That's what I saw, but maybe it was just a joke. I saw someone put that on Twitter. I really don't know. I, I shouldn't even say that because I could be spreading rumors. Yeah. Um, yeah, he needs to go back down. He, he needs to fight one of the uh, Charles twins. Uh, that could be cool. Yeah, that. Who else? I don't I don't know if he should. I think if he fought Triple G again, he'd, he'd probably knock him out. Triple G's kind of getting old. Did you ever watch the bare knuckle boxing at all? Hell no. I like it. No. It's kind of, I would, I would watch that over um, traditional boxing. Um, but I mean, that probably shows how much of a uh, um, casual I am. Yeah. Paige Van Zandt. She what did, about her? She did bare knuckle boxing and it only got 12,000 pay-per-view buys. I mean... I never understood the hype, and I don't mean any disrespect, but it's not like she was the only hot girl in the UFC. I get she was really good at like you know very good social media presence. She seems like a cool person, um, but I mean, he, yeah, I, I never understood like like that entire time. I think time. she has her own version of OnlyFans. Well, like, like I, I think you're Van, right. PageVanZant.com or something like that. But like the whole time that she was in the UFC, like like Rachel Ostovich was in the UFC. Macy Barber, she's gonna fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, July I love Macy. Second. I love Macy Barber. I love uh, Mackenzie Dern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I liked having Rose beat Whaley just because you know, like, um, it it was cool. It kind of felt like like a Titan was falling, even though Rose was already a champ before Whaley, but, um, but. She was so intimidating that uh that that was really cool. I was happy to see Rose win in that. Um, and Valentina, she's fun to watch just because she's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, don't your, know your boy uh, Glover. He's gonna fight the one dude. Yeah, uh, one dude y- with the yeah. Uh, was it Yuri Prochaka? I, I I don't know how to say. Be, the you're name. better at pronouncing these names than I am. You're you're fully educated, college I, educated. Well, you know, but I I, I went I to UC. I went to Southern State, my guy. Well, I went to UC Claremont at first, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you actually, actually walk across stage and, like, when you graduated, or did they just send in the mail? Yeah, I skipped. Uh, and I, it, it's funny because I knew multiple people, multiple, that, uh, like, they walked for their um, associates, like, their two-year degree, and, like, you know, had graduation parties for themselves. <laughs> and it's like, you didn't really graduate, though. I mean... So, I don't know. Um, I I never I never saw the appeal. Never really uh, dug the ser. And you, know, you have to wear that. The cap and gown is dumb. Like maybe if you could just go up there in like a suit and tie, which I I also wouldn't like. But yeah, like you don't like suit and ties. It's not that I don't like them, but um, I just I don't see the point. Not not for me. I guess in some worlds you have to wear them, but, like, I don't. It's like, I don't own a suit and tie. Like, what would I need it for? I, I gave away most of my clothes during COVID. Just took them to, like, different drop boxes and uh, donation centers. And it's easier that way. It's easier to not have, like, all that extra stuff to oh. to look through. I'm quickly starting to realize the less you have is, like, the less is more kind of thing. Well, um... Like, I just moved into that apartment a month ago, and right now, all that I have in it is a table, not a big table, like a four-person high-top table, one stool, um, a TV, don't have Wi-Fi, don't have cable, any of that, Hulu yet, um, have my bed, and um, one plate, one bowl, one, one, like, butter knife, one fork, one spoon, and that's it. Um, work clothes and like three or four shirts, a couple extra pairs of pants for like the weekends or casual times. And, uh, I am going to get more stuff than that. I am kind of making it like a personal challenge to see how long I can live with so little, but, um, it's not hard at all. 
and uh, I had a friend of mine come over and like see it recently, and they're like, like, why don't you just buy more stuff? I'm like, I'm not going to use it right now. Like, yeah. like if I was like earn like yearning for something, if I was like if my wife felt terribly inconvenienced, I wouldn't put myself through it. But like the fact that I'm able to do it so easily shows how unimportant a lot of that stuff is. Mm. Like I'm not going to buy anything just because I like the way it looks at this point. Like even with clothes, like yeah, I, I, they have to be like, they have to like be the function that I need. Yeah. I, I never was like the most fashionable person ever. You know, like when I was like, uh, when we were like teenagers and shit, we'd roll up to parties and we'd get ready and then everyone would say to me like you really wearing that and I'm like um what's wrong with that ball shorts and a t-shirt I mean I'm I'm not I don't know if like what do I have to look good for see that's what I always loved about a a Logan at, at you know he played soccer basketball cross country track um just had unlimited T-shirts from you know like different tournaments, different mm-hmm. you know, track meets. Uh, they're you, good. They're good. Those shirts are mm-hmm. like good uh, to wear around the house. Right, and yeah, and that's the thing. Like all through college, like almost every day, like just still wearing those shirts that you know he he got for free for you know just like being on the team. Yeah, I have a um, I have like two shirts from like the nineteen nineties. Like uh, there was a car show called the uh, Rocket Run in Fayetteville, I think. Yeah. Rocket Run in Fayetteville, like 1997 Rocket Run, June 11th or some shit like that. Right. Yeah, I, I still wear that a lot. Yeah, and I know me. I have multiple um shirts that like I, I wore in junior high that like, I still wear today, like like goofy shirts, like Star Wars shirts or mm-hmm. like band T-shirts, like a, like a Metallica shirt. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I like it. I think like uh, Star Wars shirts, um, certain kind of um like wrestling shirts. Star Trek, all that. I think those are what do you, what do the cool kids say now? Aesthetic. They're like a certain kind of aesthetic. Yeah, like a like a retro aesthetic. Yeah, and like everybody wears them, and they want to be cool. Like, um, well, everyone loves the '90s now, even though everyone who was becoming famous in the '90s is dead. Um, Prince, Purple Rain. I see those T-shirts all the time. Like. Right, yeah, you. This is America. You do you. But why are you wearing that? The one that drives me crazy is the Nirvana fans that wear like like the baby dick T shirt, like the naked baby in the swimming pool from like their um, album uh, Nevermind. Yeah, you know the one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't that like the their most famous one? Exactly. Yeah, and like I'm pretty sure the kid on the album like sued. I yeah, think I heard, but yeah, he sued, but I think he lost too. He lost, but it, it didn't make sense because, one, he didn't know what he was doing. He had no clue. So wouldn't his parents, shouldn't his parents sue? Because they were the ones that... It, I don't know. I think there was probably, like, no provable damage from it for one. Yeah. And... Statute of limitations, maybe. And probably nobody is going to know who that kid is as he grows up unless he points it out. Which he did. Yeah, probably constantly. Right. So, yeah, man, I don't, I, don't I just know. thought, I just thought it was like a fake baby or like a real baby. And then they just kind of like, I know Photoshop wasn't a thing around that time, but I figured they just, you know, yeah, worked their magic know. and I didn't think they actually dropped a baby in the water and then hope for the best. No, but I mean, th- you're right. They like less is more. And I'm not saying like you have a less out here, but like, um, there are, Realistically, there are less people. There are less restaurants. There are um, less, you know, like less of those uh, things that you might find in uh, places like where I live, like Columbia, Tusculum. But, um, but you do have more. You have more open space. You have more like plants. You have more fresh air, and um, that's nothing to take for granted. Hmm. Okay. So how do you like it out there? I like it. Um, Do you see yourself there in like two, three years? I want to stay at this apartment up until I find like a a piece of land that I want to buy. Because, I mean, um, the location's cool. And for the price, I mean, it's 
it was cheaper than the places I was looking at in Anderson and um, other parts of Cincinnati. It was cheaper than the places I was seeing in Amelia. It's like I would much rather live there than in Amelia or Anderson, which are cool, but not for me. Um, I love that it's walkable. I've never really lived somewhere that's walkable. I can just like step right out the door, walk in like to different bars. Um, you know, like because I have a lot of bartender friends, server friends that are like me. Like it'll be like. 1 a.m. or 1 p.m. on like a Tuesday. Neither one of us is working. Give me at a bar for a drink. I mean, um, yeah. If you want a piece of land, man, you better um, try to look, keep looking, always look for it because um, I think interest rates are going to go up. They already are. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're going up like here and there and shit like that, but I think they're going to go up like a lot. Um, prob probably, yeah. So. I'm going to enjoy my time. Saw something that said, like, um, it could possibly go up, like, 6 or 7% by 2025. Yeah. I, don't know if that's, I, I know nothing about interest rates or anything like that. Uh, what percent did you say? What? What percent did you just say? I didn't hear you. Like, 6 or 7. Yeah, so, like, um, when I got pre-approved last winter, it was, like, 2% fixed. Okay, now, when you say last winter, do you mean, like... Of 2021. Okay. So do you mean like December or do you mean January? Like, yeah, like November, December. Okay. It's like six months ago. Yes. Winter's that awkward, that one that like goes from one year to the other. Right. So you never know. Yeah, that was unclear, but, um, but yeah, it's 12 month lease, then it goes month to month. So I think around the time I hit like that nine month mark on the lease, that's when I'll start to, uh, look at the land again more and more. Okay. And of course I drive around everywhere and like I keep my eyes open for places that you know, like first sale by owner and um yeah like the residential like two bed, one bath, three bed, two bath, those move pretty fast, especially oh. the last couple of years. But like the type of places I'm looking at to homestead, they don't move quite as fast. It's kind of crazy how everything a lot of things changed for during like the pandemic. Um and how the housing market just like skyrocketed. So yeah, it was, and uh, you know, you have people like me that, you know, and I'm not trying to put myself on a soapbox, but it is the reality that I lost my job, and then you know, you're trying to apply for apartments, and like you have a job that you just picked up, eight fifty an hour, trying to find like a next like permanent job, try to find a place to live all at once, and um, yeah, it's been crazy. Things do feel a little bit more normal now, though, I have to say. And I do feel optimistic about it. Okay. All right. Well, it's kind of late. So yep. Um, season finale of Winning Time tonight, and I want to watch it. Oh. Do you still have HBO, right? I do. HBO Max. At my dad's. Oh, is it like yeah. that, that, that weird thing? Like still on cable? Yep, he's one of the rare ones. But he does watch Netflix now. Fucking legend, man. Bernie. But that's a story for a different day. Yeah, we'll have to have like a special. Oh, damn. I should have said like the the lesson he taught me way back in the day on this, but we don't have enough time, so. Save it for next time. I will. All right, man. We're done. All right, love you, man.